This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Everybody, how's uh, how's everybody doing on a Tuesday? Happy November! It's gonna be a lot of casseroles later this month. I'm already fired up about it. Just getting over the Halloween candy. Already looking forward to the casseroles. It's just that time of year. Hope everybody is in good spirits today. We got a couple of hours to kill ahead for you here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in with us on the Ticket Radio Network. Of course. Multiple different places you can find us on your radio, online at 953theticket.com. And also, uh, you can take us with you on the go by downloading the TuneIn app and searching for KNEA. If you would like to shout at us today, that's easy enough. The Riot Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications is going to be open for a lot of today's show. And that number is 9303776. Also, you can always shout at us on social media as well. Facebook.com slash the ticket radio is one place on Twitter. At Kara underscore Richie is another. You can use uh, the hashtag WDRZ to find today's KavanaughCars.com question. I'm Kara. I am joined in studio by producer Ryan James. That's right. That's right. Did New you get, month. Did New you month. get Halloween candy yesterday? Quite a bit. A lot of lot more kids showed up to our house than they ever have in the past like couple years. We were we were pretty busy last night. Our Did you have enough for the for all the kids? Uh, we were running out. So I'm okay. not gonna lie to you. It was busy last night. Okay. I've still got some extra. It's going to show up at the office in the next couple of days because I can't eat about. it all by some myself. Some Reese's Cups and all that good stuff. Yeah. I, I did get some <laughs> yeah, Reese's good Cups. Good deal. That's the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what do we got going on today? Well, i tell you what. In terms of uh, guest, typically on Tuesdays in the second hour of the program, we check in with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. However, we're actually going to be switching up our A-State update a little bit this week because there's a lot of stuff going on with the Red Wolves and uh, there's also some... Uh, some big things going on with the Red Wolves, so we're kind of shifting things around. We'll talk with Stoltz tomorrow. We'll catch up with him later this week. Don't worry. But today, uh, we're actually going to bring you our Calmer Solutions A-State update a day early as we check in with Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley today at 1.30. Red Wolves get ready to hit the pitch tomorrow uh, to start their Sunbelt tournament run, so we'll get all the info on that again 1.30. A-State soccer coach, Brian Dooley. Also today, in terms of additional voices that you will hear on the program, uh, we'll have some audio from Mike Bellotto. Exhibition game for A-State men's basketball is tomorrow. We'll get his latest thoughts on the team. Looking at some news and notes, though, uh, going on elsewhere with Arkansas State. Uh, the team's non-conference, the football team's non-conference, contest against UMass on Saturday, November 12th, is officially slated for a 2 o'clock kickoff at Centennial Bank Stadium. That game's going to mark the first-ever meeting between the two programs. The UMass outing, of course, is the next one on the schedule for A-State with the Red Wolves, having this week off as a bye week. Elsewhere, after a commanding road win at Auburn, Arkansas football's Raheem Sanders and Reed Bauer were recognized by the SEC with weekly awards. Sanders named the Offensive Player of the Week, while Bauer earned Special Teams Player of the Week Honors And a game-high 37 points from John Morant last night was not enough for Memphis as the Grizzlies lost 121-105 to Utah. Memphis returns to action tomorrow at Portland. And for the second day in the row, we've got some big national news regarding a coach's firing. But today, it is the NBA 
where the news comes from. And the Brooklyn Nets have already decided, what, six, seven games into the season that they are making a coaching change. Steve Nash is out. So I guess at this rate, we'll see what nationally known name gets fired tomorrow. It was Brian Harson yesterday at Auburn. Today it's Steve Nash. Uh, we go in NFL tomorrow. Another college football coach. We'll see. We'll see. The week is young. Uh, let's start with the CavanaughCars.com question here. Aside from the obvious answer of three wins, I want to know what has to happen over the final three games of the A-State football season for you to head into the offseason with an optimistic outlook for 2023. What do you need to see down the stretch from this team? Again, three wins is the obvious answer. If, if that happens, if A-State goes out and beats UMass, which they'll be favored to do, and then beats Texas State, which is going to be an interesting challenge on the road, and then beats Troy. If that happens, Troy right now the hottest team in the Sun Belt. I think just that in itself would be optimistic. But, you know, aside from that, because that's the obvious answer, what do you need to see? Is it better offense? Is it different playmakers emerging? Better play from the youth? Whatever whatever your answer is, 9303776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline. Shout Addison, of course, uh, also on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie is where you can tweet your answer as well. When you look back at, you know, the nine games that have unfolded for Arkansas State so far, of course, it is a team with a 2-7 and seven overall record. I felt like at the beginning of this year, A-State kind of was able to start where they left off in, in, in 2021, right? The games were, were competitive uh, the first half of the season. Um, we saw defensive improvement right out of the gate. But the win-loss record really has not changed, despite good or bad or, or whatever. This is still a team that has won two wins right now and won two wins, uh, won two games last year. So I think the fan base is is a little frustrated. Uh, different aspects that are going on with this team, and again, looking forward to your answers on this today. This is not related to anything we're talking about, but I think South Carolina just won a exhibition basketball game by 91 points. Not scored 91, won by 91. Not related to what we're talking about. Let's move on. <laughs> that did get my attention, though, and go to the Right Fiber Hotline and check in today with Jeremy. How are you? Hey, I'm well. First of all, great news here. Uh, of course, I live in Conway, and I was just flipping through radio stations on my drive and discovered that I am picking up your show on 104.1. I don't even know where that is out of, but I am calling that a positive development that I am actually over the airways and not over tune in getting to listen to your show. So that's great. Uh, as that far as the question, uh, I just need to see hope. Okay. Right now there hasn't been a whole lot. Now there, there were a couple of things from – Saturday night in the midst of uh, a downpour of misery uh, that that were um, good things, uh, the, the main being Alaric Watson's play at, at left tackle. Uh, I think that's something that you can see as a bright spot moving forward. But what I need is definitely to see some players emerging and say, 
hey, these we haven't won a lot of games this year, but these are going to be the guys that are going to get us there. Maybe if we fill in a couple of spots combined with the portal and, and another good recruiting class, um, then then we, we have that hope. Now, on top of that, obviously, I don't want to lose all three of these games. Yeah. I, I really want us to beat UMass because simply if we don't beat UMass, that quite honestly makes us one of the worst teams in the country just because of their perception and, and what they've been. And I really want to beat Texas State just because two of their most significant playmakers are – players that played for us last year so I, I would love to beat them as well I don't expect to beat them especially on the road I don't think this team's quite ready to do that but I think it can be a very good competitive ball game I, I don't have any thoughts that we can beat Troy I, I just don't think that we have the personnel to match them up I watched that game they played against South Alabama and South Alabama could do nothing offensively against that defense they made every tackle that was made and, and i don't see how offense is going to do any better the way they're struggling i just don't think we have the point to to beat them so if we can win a game i'll maybe have a chance in the other one but mostly that mostly more than that see see the hope for the future because it's been a little dim lately the last yeah. few weeks have been tough on us as a fan Starting with that Southern Miss game, the, the Southern Miss game, and I, I don't think I've called in since then, but it broke me uh, I, as, as a fan. I, it was tough. I That game was there for us to win, and, and we didn't get it done. And so the games you lose that you're outmatched in hurt a lot worse when you don't take care of the ones that you should get one, get one if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, that's where I'm at. Any, any thoughts on that? I, in terms of just talking about, uh, you know, hope, you know, I think you nailed it kind of in, in talking about some of the young players, guys like Alaric Watson, guys that I, I still want to see a playmaker emerge defensively uh, that is going to be on this team, you know, next year. Linebacker, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, because there's there's a lot of young guys that have been playing a lot more reps, especially like at defensive end where we're going to see Kavon Bennett move on and graduate. Uh, so I think you know I, I'm I'm good with echoing a lot of what you said there. Just some kind of hope, some kind of some kind of promise for the future in terms of of who's going to be around. Okay, thank you guys. Hey, thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate the phone call. All right, bye. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. So uh, that's the number on the Right Fiber Hotline. Again, the question of the day: What has to happen over the final three games? of the A-State football season for you to head into the offseason with an optimistic outlook. Again, wins, wins is the obvious answer aside from wins. What do you want to see? We'll let you think about it during the break, but we'll go ahead and step aside for one of those. We'll be right back after this here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Keep the phone that you're so thankful for protected at Cell Phone Station. iPhone screen repairs are 20 minutes or less, and all accessories are buy one, get one free all the time. Needing a custom gift idea for the upcoming holidays? Ask about their embroidery and engraving options. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. 
no matter the vehicle, when it's time to service your ride, go to the place that promises an honest job at a fair price. At Purcell Tire and Service Center, whether you're in a heavy-duty truck, a light truck, or a passenger vehicle, Purcell is home to the lowest price around on quality Michelin tires, plus free alignment checks on their state-of-the-art Hunter alignment machine. And every Tuesday is Ladies' Day at Purcell, where all ladies get an oil change, tire rotation, and brake inspection for just $37.95. Call 972-TIRE and visit Purcell Tire and Service Center, Parker in Caraway Road, Jonesboro. Whether you're building a home, repairing it, or just starting a do-it-yourself project, trust J.T. White Hardware and Lumber to help you get the job done. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber has been family-owned for more than 50 years and are an authorized dealer for Anderson Windows and Doors. Trust the name the pros trust and the one used on the most building sites, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber. All the tools and materials needed for any project, large or small. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber on Parker Road, just off I-555 at Harrisburg Road. A proud supporter of the A-State Red Wolves. Show your pets some extra love and take them to High Standards Grooming. Now with two locations, inside Bonesboro and in the West End. High Standards will find the perfect cut for your pet with grooming available for all dogs and specializing in doodles and poodles. Your pet will be groomed cage-free, force-free, and muzzle-free to make sure they love coming back. Now open on Mondays, High Standards offers express grooming and they accommodate Spanish-speaking clients. High Standards Grooming, past Sage Meadows inside Bonesboro Dog Daycare and now in the West End in Jonesboro at 825 South G Street. Find them on Facebook and search for High Standards Jonesboro. It's the final week of the regular season in high school football, and we've got a full slate of games this Friday night on the EAB Sports Network. The Jonesboro Hurricane will travel to Little Rock to take on Central, looking to clinch a playoff berth on the Ticket Radio Network. Nettleton will be on the road against Wynn on 101.3 Bob FM with playoff seating on the line. Meanwhile, Valley View will be looking to wrap up an undefeated conference season at Batesville on News Talk 102.1 FM. And Brooklyn will play their regular season finale on the road at Forest City on 101.7 KISS FM. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with all games kicking off at 7 o'clock. And after the games are over, tune into the Ticket Radio Network where you can get all the scores and hear from coaches and broadcasters across Northeast Arkansas during the Friday Night Lights scoreboard show presented by Cavanaugh Auto Group. High school football coverage on the EAB Sports Network is presented by First National Bank, NDA Baptist, Domino's Pizza, and Jonesboro Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. There's nothing like Northeast Arkansas high school football, and we've got it all covered on Friday night on the EAB Sports Network. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why as a young person they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Volunteers age 55 and older, driving results through service, making a difference for generations. This is Senior Corps. Visit nationalservice.gov. This message brought to you by the Corporation for National and Community Service. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone.
Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you on a Tuesday. Right Fiber Hotline open at 9303-776. This hour brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Uh, national news again today in regards to a coach getting fired. If you're just joining us, Steve Nash has been, well, I say fired. <laughs> It depends on it depends on where you look in terms of how it is worded. As uh, I did see one news report saying that the Nets and head coach Steve Matt Steve Nash have mutually agreed to part ways. Mm. I don't know if I believe that. Then again, maybe Steve Nash was just like, you know what, I'm good dealing with Kyrie. I'm I'm ready to move on from that. Maybe it was mutual. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he got fired. That's the latest uh, national news today. In terms of uh, local stuff that we're talking about, not any news uh, necessarily for Arkansas State football, aside from, of course, uh, looking ahead to the Saturday after next, uh, the game time has been officially announced for that kickoff against UMass for being uh, slated for 2 o'clock, but that was something that was always expected to happen anyways. Um, Other than that, you know, a quiet week, as it should be. I, I hope every single member of Arkansas State football is, like, laid up on a couch somewhere today and <laughs> not doing anything. Anything at all. Because I cannot even imagine how much uh, these guys were looking, for a bi- looking forward to a bye week. And I cannot even imagine how beat up everybody on that team is and how, how much they are in dire need of some R&R. Over the next few days, uh, we do have an A State football question for you today. Again, aside from the obvious answer of three wins, I want to know what has to happen over the final three games of the A State season for you to head into the off season with an optimistic outlook. Butch Jones yesterday was at the Little Rock Touchdown Club meeting and uh, went through and, and discussed, of course, some of the injuries that A State is is dealing with. And it's significant, obviously, when you've got a starting left tackle playing with a broken foot, another offensive lineman that's been been playing through a fracture, when you've got a interior defensive lineman that's playing through a stress fracture, you got other guys playing through tears, um, it really starts to add up and, and take its toll. That is obviously not good news for this year. But as you look ahead to next year, it does give some of your younger talent some opportunities to step in. We have seen pretty much the the offensive line of the future. We saw that Saturday against South Alabama. We saw left tackle and true freshman Alaric Watson out there. That means A-State had a redshirt sophomore at right guard, a redshirt sophomore at center, and a redshirt freshman at right guard really the the only guy there that was on that line that would not return next year would be right tackle Ernie Ramirez and you know Robert Holmes who has a year of eligibility left is the guy who started out that season there anyways so there's a real possibility that you know we're seeing a state's future offensive line if that line kind of gels, at least in terms of the four returners over the next three games. They're able to open some holes. If they're able to protect James Blackman, 
B-State is able to reestablish a little bit of a running game that has been really, really missing over the past few weeks. I know that that personally would give me a little bit of optimism to the future. Because when A-State was playing a little bit better earlier this year, there was there was a little bit of a more balanced offense. And we have not seen that balance offensively over the past few weeks. I mean, negative rushing yards last week against South Alabama. I don't remember how many te- how many rush yards this team rushed for against Louisiana, but it was it was not very many, really. A-State was only able to run the ball effectively. Um, well, not very much in that game at all. You flash back to the week before that against Southern Miss. A-State ran the ball effectively for a quarter, third quarter. That was it. So, at the beginning of the season, you know, I know I was excited because this team was running the ball a little bit. Uh, they were able to score some rushing touchdowns, which had, had not been a thing A-State did the past two seasons. And then now all of that uh, progress is, is just kind of evaporated there offensively. Uh, with this team, of course, uh, one of the things that, that would give me optimism is seeing this defense continue to progress. We've seen some progress on that side of the ball. And I guess what I didn't realize is that statistically, this is the best defense A-State has had in about five seasons. The last time A-State had a, a solid defense was, was, well, it was 2018. It was the last year of the uh, Joe Cawthon era as defensive coordinator. A-State was pretty solid across the board there, defensively. I mean, points per game, they ranked 54th. Uh, they gave up, uh, you know, the, the total yardage wasn't anything crazy. They were really, really good that year against the pass. Not as good against the rush, but not terrible, awful, no good. And then the Duggan era was was not good defensively. And the Rob Harley era had to kind of start at the bottom and, and work its way up. And it's done that. You know, it's uh, fewer points per game that A-State is allowing this year than they did last year or the year before that or the year before that. So we're seeing that progress there. The thing that would give me the most hope on on defense is if A-State was able to establish a couple of playmakers and be able to force some takeaways because that has been something that has not at all been a strength of this defense so far this season. Very few takeaways they've been able to force. So having some growth there, being able to force uh, some interceptions or be able to recover some fumbles down the stretch, that would give me some hope for next year. Also, you know, mentioned that uh, when you look on defense, there are some guys, obviously, that, that are going to be departing, but it's not exactly a, a huge list. In terms of your, your most important playmakers that are going to graduate this year, you've got Kevon Bennett, you've got John Mincy, there on the interior. You've got uh, Gathers, who's played some at a defensive end. And Jordan Carmouche, of course, who has been there as a starting linebacker. But you've had so many guys that have, have played well that just need to continue to get more comfortable, continue to need to, to continue to, to get more reps. A-State has had to throw anybody and everybody out there at corner. In, in some cases, it's gone okay. In some cases, it has not. You know, there's been a couple freshmen that have been thrown into the fire there that have gotten burned. You continue to see those guys get in the mix a little bit down the stretch, but then play a little bit better. I know that that would give me 
confidence. Uh, normally on Tuesdays, we start getting ready for a press conference from Butch Jones. But with this being a bye week, we will not be throwing any updates your way today. We will uh, coming up here in a little bit, though. Dive into some A-State basketball talk and even have some audio for you from A-State men's basketball coach Mike Bellotto because the exhibition opener is going to be coming up tomorrow. So that is on tap. Again, uh, looking at the KavanaughCars.com question, you can tweet at us at Kara underscore Richie. And... <clears throat> Aaron says a, a couple of, of coaching changes. He also says we likely won't win another game this year, so hope is lost for now. That's not true. Look, <laughs> I know it's not a very high bar. A-State is going to beat UMass. They just are. So get out of your feelings about A-State going 0-3 down the stretch. I know UMass is not exactly a powerhouse, but Arkansas State is going to be favored in that game. They're going to be able to win that game. I get the concern, though, over Texas State and Troy. I share your concern on A-State facing Texas State and Troy if they can't get the offense sparked any at all. But, uh, it, look, in terms of the, the coaching changes thing, first off, we've already gone through the fact that there absolutely will not be a head coaching change. So that can just put that, put that out of the conversation. In terms of a... Coordinator change. I knew there were going to be answers today that, that alluded to that in some way, shape, or form. And while I am not going to call for somebody's head, I get it because when you're a fan and you're frustrated, you want to see change. You want to know that something is going to happen that is different than what you have already seen. Now, I don't know if there is going to be any change for sure. But I do know that, you know, I, I looked because I said I would yesterday. told somebody on the phone that we would check Heckendorf's contract status. And he is uh, under a two-year contract. And it expires on February 28th of, of 2023. So I don't know if, if he were to be fired a couple months early, if that would be a buyout situation, if that would just be uh, a place where A-State just tries to facilitate a, a new job somewhere else. If it was a buyout situation, you know, what would the numbers on that be? Because you're looking at two months of a buyout, you know, not not two years or five years or whatever they're doing at Auburn. You're looking at two months of a buyout on a $200,000 contract. So it's it's a different situation there. Let's go to the phones. Chuck is with us. How are you? I'm doing good, Kara. Hey, uh, I didn't get to catch what all you were just saying. I heard the two months on 2000 or 200000 Which coordinator was you talking about? Uh, Keith Heckendorf is, is under contract until the end of February of 2023. So offensive. Uh, okay, so you don't think he'll get banned then? I, I don't know. I truly don't know. Somebody asked for his contract status yesterday on the phone, so I wanted to, I said I would look up that information, so I did, and I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I mean... I, I don't like to see anybody get fired. But to me, the offense don't look like it's working. And it's like, now his first year was the year that Anderson quit, right? He, 
Yes. Okay, the offense wasn't very good that year either, correct? It was – I'll have to go in and, and double-check stats in terms of his first year. His first year was – no, no, no. It was actually 2019 is his first year. Okay. And from what I'm understanding from what you were saying earlier, the defense hasn't been that strong since 2018, right? The defense has – this is the best year for the defense since 2018. Okay. All right. To me, I, I got hope because there is a bunch of talent out there, you know. Mm-hmm. And for me to see that, which we're going to throw the game out with UMass because they should win that. Agreed. You know, they should. Okay. Which I know is not a guarantee, you know, but we'll throw that game out. But the last two conference games, they got to compete, man. They, they can't get blown out like they have been. You know, I yeah. mean, uh, I would love to see them beat Texas State. And with Troy, I, I've watched them a couple times this year. I don't know if they can match up with them, but they should. I, I hope they don't get blowed out, you know. So, I mean, I don't. And I don't know if getting a new offensive coordinator would be the answer with the offense. Mm-hmm. To me, this year, the offense is what looks ain't able to move the ball. And there is a bunch of injuries. I understand that. But you're at a stage now where it's the next man up, you know. Yeah. And I, and I know that a lot of them don't have the experience, but still, I mean, you, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I get it. When, when results are not satisfactory, and they are not, two wins is not satisfactory, people want change. Right. Right. And, and you know, it ain't time to call for Butch's head. I mean, you got me and JC talked about this earlier. You got to give a coach four or five years to try to build something. You can't do it in two or three, you know, like Auburn did, you know, firing people and not even having a two full season. So Harson really didn't have a chance to build on that program. But, and, you know, that's what it's going to take here at A-State. It's going to take time. Yeah. You know, I mean, he did have the number one recruiting class in the Sun Belt last year. So, you know the man can recruit. Agreed. My question on the on the recruiting, is he doing it through the transport or is he also doing it through the high school ranks and stuff like that? Both. Which, one thing to keep in mind moving forward is they're, they waived the 25-person class. So, classes are going to get a lot more flexible size-wise moving forward. But if you look at at what is currently set for the class of 2023, which signing day is going to be all of a sudden five weeks from now. That got here quickly. Uh, but if you look at, at what's ahead for the class of 2023, I think there's there are 17 commits right now. I think about 16 of those guys are high school guys, and then you got a JUCO guy in that class. And then my guess 
would be the rest of that class gets gets filled with with guys who can be immediate contributors. So JUCO or Portal. Do you know if Butch is looking at that quarterback from Pocahontas? There's already a quarterback in this class, so not uh, probably not for a scholarship. Uh, unless he's a in, unless he's a twenty four or twenty five guy. No, I think he's a senior this year. I'm okay. not sure on that, so don't quote me on that. But I mean, he is tearing up the ranks. You know, he's probably the best player on Pocahontas team. Yeah the uh, the the quarterback that they've got is actually a young man out of I think he's out of North Carolina, and he's he's a dual he is a true dual threat quarterback okay all right well i just thought i heard that butch was was very much interested in getting people from our guys from northeast arkansas i was just wondering if he was looking at them yeah he's i mean he said in the past that you know he wants to make arkansas obviously the home state and kind of draw a little bit of a, a circle around this area really hit memphis hard but He's got a couple of in-state guys. He's got a South Haven guy in this class as well. Uh, but uh, yeah. but he also, you know, one of the ways he was able to go out and, and bring in a lot of Arkansas talent last year was through the portal. I mean, bringing in guys, bringing guys back home like Jaquez Cross and, and Blaine Toll. So um, that could be a strategy as well. Guys who left the state and didn't necessarily find greener pastures and, and get a, a, a second opportunity at A-State. All right. Well, Kara, that's all I had. I just wanted to throw that out there at the you know, I mean, right now nobody really knows what the answer on how to fix this team, you know. But anyway, that's what I had. I hope y'all have a great and wonderful day. Y'all be careful out there and go Red Wolves. Thanks, Chuck. Have a good one. Uh, I think we are – we need to step aside for a break. It is break time is what it is. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some A-State hoops with you right after this on The Ticket. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on The Ticket Radio Network. First Financial Mortgage is well known for their commitment to making the home buying process as easy as possible. Here's what Kenneth had to say. My wife and I were met at the door with a big smile and a knowledgeable expert. With many years of experience, we were calmed with Mrs. Tucker's demeanor. First Financial Mortgage did all the work and helped us with any and all questions. The experience was flawless. Call Mary Tucker or Katie Ingram today, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, proud supporters of A-State Athletics. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. A-State men's and women's basketball season tickets are on sale now. Coach Mike Bellotto and the Red Wolves play a school record 18 home games this season, including regional matchups with UT Martin, SEMO, and Little Rock. While Coach Destiny Rogers and the A-State women are at First National Bank Arena 14 times. And welcome in the Oklahoma Sooners November 22nd. Don't miss a second of the action with A-State basketball season tickets. Call 870-972-2781 or go to astateredwolves.com slash tickets for more information. Get yours today and get your wolves up for A-State. State hoops. Grain prices up, livestock down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. December corn at 695 and a quarter up three and three quarters with March corn at 699 and three quarters up three. November soybeans at 1432 up 25 with January soybeans at 1444 up 24 and a half. December wheat at 885 and a half up three and a quarter with March wheat at 902 up two and three quarters. December cotton at 75 even up a full three. March cotton also up a full three to 7464. November rice at 1692 up 30 six cents. January rice at 1767 and a half up 69. 
Moving on to livestock, December live cattle 152 17 and a half down 30. February live cattle 155 45 down 37 and a half. November feeder cattle 17705 down 57 and a half. January feeder cattle 17835 down 110. December lean hogs 8482 and a half down 10. With February lean hogs also down 10 to 8835. That's your EAB noon market report brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC field tested and farmer approved. Seeing agriculture at work all around us is like seeing hope in action. Farmers and Merchants Bank helps farmers and ranchers every day with production loans, equipment, real estate, and more. And we know finding the right lending expert is vital, too. That's why we now have our lenders and their areas of expertise right on our website, mebanking.com. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender, growing with agriculture. Because the challenges you face are getting bigger every year. BASF is committed to helping with more than boots on the ground. We're committed to boots in the mud, boots on the steps of your truck, your tractor, your combine, the linoleum tiles of your coffee shop, the concrete of your co-op, the gravel in your shed. So we can listen, learn firsthand, help right now to ensure success. BASF, helping you do the biggest job on earth. We all make choices. When it comes to alcohol, kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Ann, have a seat for a second. Remind me about that party again. Alex is just and like adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. They want guidance and honest answers to their questions. And it makes a difference when the message is consistent and part of everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. Footballcavanaughcars.com question today as we welcome you back into this hour. Sponsored by David Martin Office Interiors. Aside from the obvious answer of three wins, what has to happen over the final three games of the A-State football season for you to head into the offseason with an optimistic outlook? We are going to table the football conversation for just a moment, though, because today had a opportunity to chat with Arkansas State men's basketball coach Mike Bellotto via Zoom because it is that time of year, basketball tipping off. Uh, it's late with an exhibition game tomorrow against Voorhees. So let's get caught up on the Red Wolves. Start here. Uh, of course, uh, this team was in action earlier this summer as they went to the Dominican Republic and got to do a little bit of a trial run with all of these new faces against a team other than themselves. And Coach Bellotto got us caught up and talked about how this team has gotten better since that trip to the Dominican Republic. Well, one of the things is, you know, when, when Mac went down, we've had to adjust a little bit of, of positioning and, and try to we tried different things. And Saturday was something good for us to be able to play different guys, extended minutes at different positions, 
you know, Marquise Davis has solely been, I call a hybrid forward for us. And, and he's skilled enough to play on the perimeter, you know, so he's played some at the, at the wing position and he did some that, you know, that day, I think he finished with 12.5 rebounds, pretty efficient game defensively is where he's really good out there. He can guard multiple positions and then looking at playing Terrence and, and Caleb Fields together, you know, people think that Terrence is just a point guard, but the way we play, we've really always played with two point guards on the floor since I've been here. So for him to be able to step up uh, and play alongside fields has been really good to us. Um, so, you know, the, the timing on the offense is still something that we're working on and where to get the guys, the, the basketball, where they're, they're really good at understanding each other on a consistent basis. But, you know, what I saw in that scrimmage was defensively, I thought we did a, a really good job. Our defense has taken a big jump over since the summertime. I think we, I think we forced, I don't know if I can talk about it in public, but I can just say that uh, defensively, uh, we forced a lot of turnovers. We had 11 steals and that was good for us. We need to be able to do that because we're playing a lot of bodies. So the intensity never went down, um, which allowed us to, to perform well. Continuing here with Tamadio from Mike Bellotto. I know everybody in this area always likes to get uh, or be, get caught up on on how Avery Feltz continues to progress. His now fourth year with this program. Of course, he was a standout at Westside High School. And Coach Bellotto talks about how he has improved from last season. Actually shooting. <laughs> I mean, a couple times last year, I mean, more than a couple times, he was, I thought he had good looks and turned them down. I think this year he's being more aggressive you know, and being taking that role on on being a guy that will take, you know, what, what I call, um, you know, so-so shots. You know, I've always had guys with that play for me. I've always had the ability to, you know, shoot with freedom and play with freedom offensively. And and I think he's been able to take on that role and, and really step in and shoot shots. And and that were you know somebody would think is that a good one or is not. But if it goes in, it's good. If it's not, you tell him not to do it again. But he made those, so you know he's he's playing with a lot more confidence, and he should be. Uh, consistently, he's probably been our most uh, our most consistent player since June. You know, we're doing everything correct. He didn't have a great shooting percentage out in the Dominican, uh, but he's come back and really really stepped that up in practice. So I've seen him, you know, be more confident, and that's what I want from him. He he needs to be that way because our team needs for him to shoot and make shots for us to be good. Continuing here, you know this team. The past couple of years, they've had a ton of excellent three-point shooters. They've had a guy. They've had a couple guys who, who shot it a lot. But you look back at last year's roster, and obviously Marquise Eaton, who shot it a good bit, and Desi Seals, who shot it a good bit. Those guys are both gone. So, how much does Mike Bellotto want to see this team shoot it from deep? I like hopefully a lot. You know, I think that Malcolm and Avery, to me, are one of the most consistent three-point shooters we've had since we've been here. I mean, I'm talking about consistent three-point shooting. You know, I, I think ever since probably I look back at Grantham, you know, our first two years was a really good shooter. He's playing pro right now in Argentina. Um, he was a, a deep ball threat consistently. I think Marquis Eaton was a shot maker. I don't know if he was a shooter, but he was a shot maker at times. I think Malcolm and Avery bring a, a kind of a consistent three-point shooting threat. And then I don't think we've had – a hybrid forward since I've been here to be a really good outside threat like Marquise Davis has been. You know, like you look at Malik Brevard, uh, even JB, you know, even last year with Keon because Marquise was hurt. Those guys were not 
deep ball threats. I think Marquise can step in, and, and I'm very confident with him shooting a trail three or quick in transition because he's shooting well in practice. You know, so that gives you three guys, and then plus the improvement of fields, you know, from, from deep, taking opportunistic ones and making the, the ones that he takes. I thought he shoot a decent – I thought he shot a decent percentage, you know, towards the end of the year last year. Um, you know, and then uh, I think Julian can step out and make those shots as well. London's shooting the ball better. So I, I, I think we'll be – I think you'll see a lot more three-point attempts than you have in the past. You know, I, uh, we, we hit, I think it was nine for 20 against Pine Bluff. Pretty good, 45%. So that's – if you can shoot above 40 as a team, that's really good. Um, and the right guys were taking shots. So if you get the right guys taking them, you know, your percentages should be good. It's who is it going to be at that time. And I think right now, Avery, Malcolm, and Davis are our best. And then, Mal you know, again, I say that Terrence came in and hit two big ones in the first half as well. He was two for three. So kind of all depends, you know. It, 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 but we're, it's something we're going to continue to harp on and work on because I think that's going to be a good strength for us. One more clip here from Mike Bellotto. This team is going to be at home a lot this year. And as you can imagine, he's uh, he's pretty pumped up about it. Yeah, I love it. I, that's It's been a work in progress. You know, I think three years ago we had 17, which was the most in school history. I thought the administration that was, you know, left from last year and also the ones coming in have made a really uh, significant effort to, to understand that that's important. Uh, for many reasons, for NCAA seeding, for being able to have uh, a good record going into the conference season, uh, and also being able for our fans to be able to watch as many games as possible and not have to travel. You know, I think it's it's great. I've always been a big believer in as many non-conference home games as possible because you know you're only going to get nine in the conference season, so you want to have 70% percent of your games at home that would be ideal obviously we're not there yet but we're working towards um you know that situation and, and having 18 is huge including 19 when you include the exhibition game it gives another opportunity for our fans to see it um, i just found out this morning that the exhibition game will be free so if anybody wants to come just walk through the door um, i just want to make sure they're still selling you guys you know the the Michelob ultra so you guys can enjoy yourselves but other than that, it's, it's free to walk in. So um, it would be a good time to get a free look at our team before the actual season starts. Attention members and guests. I feel like we have to throw that statement out there uh, so we don't get in trouble. But I tell you what, there's a couple things I want to continue to discuss with you regarding Arkansas State men's basketball. But we need to take a quick break first. And uh, we'll come back and wrap up this hour. Brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors right after this here on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. To start the season, there weren't many expectations surrounding the Cleveland Browns. But with the win over the Bengals last night and Deshaun Watson's suspension nearing a close, the Browns could once again be a factor. The AFC is loaded with competitive teams, but with Cleveland going into a bye week, the team is just two games behind the Ravens for first place in the AFC North. After missing over a year, we can't be too certain what to expect from Watson when he does come back. The last time we saw him on the field in Houston, he 
look great. That could help the Browns salvage what at one point appeared to be a lost season. The team has an elite running game, a bright offensive coach in Kevin Stefanski. Amari Cooper is playing like a true number one receiver. And if the defense can continue to build off last night's impressive performance, the Browns may be able to stay just competitive enough to have a shot in the playoffs. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. From the four corners of the globe, the world's greatest set their sights on one goal. The Breeders' Cup World Championships coming to iconic Keeneland this November 4th and 5th. Over two days and 14 championship races, the pinnacle of international thoroughbred racing will put the most jaw-dropping, heart-pounding spectacle before your very eyes. Coverage begins Friday on USA, continues Saturday on USA and NBC. Visit BreedersCup.com slash 2022 to learn more. Holidays are approaching. Our schedules are about to get a little busier. Even the most motivated guy around can find the holidays exhausting. You can start getting ahead of it now with M-Drive. Supplements that address stress, weight, and energy so you can feel your best and enjoy the holidays. For my listeners, Black Friday starting early. Get 25% off all M-Drive supplements through November. Text Dan to 55000 for your exclusive code. Text Dan to 55000. Message and data rates. Keep the phone that you're so thankful for protected at Cell Phone Station. iPhone screen repairs are 20 minutes or less, and all accessories are buy one, get one free all the time. Needing a custom gift idea for the upcoming holidays? Ask about their embroidery and engraving options. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. When I'm governor, we will educate kids. Not indoctrinate them with the left's agenda. We will empower parents, not bureaucrats. And we will prepare students for the workforce, not government dependency. I believe every kid growing up in this state should have access to a quality education, a good job, and a better life right here in Arkansas. Sarah Huckabee Sanders will fight back against Biden and the radical left's agenda. Inflation is a pay cut for every Arkansan. And Biden's policies are only making it worse. As governor, I'll begin phasing out the state income tax to give you a pay raise and unleash bold reforms to make Arkansas one of the best places to start and grow a business, creating thousands of new high-paying jobs. Fighting back against the radical left, empowering Arkansans, Sarah Huckabee Sanders for governor. Paid for by Sarah for governor. It's not too early to talk to your child about drinking. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone home stretch for this noon hour. We're brought to you by David Martin Office Interiors. Of course, whether you need just maybe one 
desk or one new chair, they can take care of you. Or whether you need to completely just redo that office, bring in some cubicles, completely redesign the layout, make it more functional for you. They can handle all of that at David Martin Office Interiors. That phone number is 870-972-0180. 972 uh, Prior to the break, we're going to talk a little Arkansas State men's basketball with you. Of course, the Red Wolves will hit the court tomorrow night for an exhibition game to tip off the season against Voorhees College. 7 o'clock is uh, when that one gets underway. 6.30, your pregame start time on 107.9 K-Fine. And uh, we heard some clips prior to the break from men's basketball coach Mike Bellotto. But a uh, couple other notes, just looking ahead to, to tomorrow you know, just a little bit of, of injury news. Uh, one, of course, is, is we've known for a little bit now that this team is going to be without Mac Manseal, a, uh, a, a guy who's going to contribute a lot here this season. But he did have a successful surgery after a knee tear. So he, was, he has begun the rehab process, and we look forward to seeing him on the court next year. Uh, Malcolm Farrington, of course, who is going to be a state sharpshooter this year, has been uh, pretty much since uh, he got on the court as a, a true freshman with the Red Wolves. He has been dealing with a little bit of, of a, a jammed or, or broken finger. Uh, he's been out for about a week and a half. However, they do anticipate that he will be back by game one. So if you're heading out there tomorrow night uh, to take in some men's hoops and, and you're not seeing Farrington, well, that's that's it, it'll be okay. You'll see him either next Monday the 7th when A-State tips off the regular season against Harding or uh, that uh, later that week against LSU. That should be the, the latest um, in terms of his comeback if he's not able to go in the exhibition or game one. Should be out there November 12th at LSU. Uh, and finally, uh, Aladine AB has been dealing with a stress reaction in his leg, but he was able to get back in the swing of things last week in a scrimmage, and he should be good to go for tomorrow. So, bring your roster. <laughs> or at least uh, have one handy on your phone as we get ready to see uh, a whole bunch of newcomers on this roster for Arkansas State men's basketball. I'm excited, of course, uh, to see what these guys are going to look like all together. Of course, I think this team is still going to be able to shoot it well. I think Caleb Fields is still going to be able to do good things, but... Obviously, there is a whole, whole, whole lot of production to make up at the post. So whether that comes from Omar El-Sheikh or Antoine or Aladine or Isaiah Nelson, whoever, whoever all is contributing there to try and make up for the departure of Norshad Omir. Again, that's just going to be a, a, a big one. That's the music. seem like that got here quickly we still got a lot to get into in the second hour of the program it'll include a conversation with arkansas state soccer coach brian dooley uh, more of your feedback on the kavanaughcars.com question of the day and uh, so much more coming up in the second hour of the program but that wraps up hour one brought to you by david martin office interiors hope you keep it here with us right after this for more of the workday red zone on the ticket work
This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update. Brought to you by Plans to Tire Service. You can set your calendars for next Saturday for Arkansas State's final non-conference football game of the 2022 season. The Red Wolves and the UMass Minutemen meet for the first time ever on the gridiron at 2 o'clock on Saturday, November 12th at Centennial Bank Stadium. In the SEC, Arkansas getting some honors yesterday from the league office in Birmingham after the big win over Auburn last Saturday. Rocket Sanders named the league's co-offensive player of the week along with Georgia tight end Brooke Bowers, while the special teams player of the week is the Razorbacks' Reed Bauer. In basketball, a game-high 37 points from John Morant. Not enough last night as the Grizzlies lost at Utah for the second time in three nights. A 31.12 rebound double-double for the big Finn Laurie Markkinen gave the Jazz a 121-105 win over the Grizzlies. Memphis plays at Portland tomorrow night. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. This month, Local Tire and Wheel is giving thanks and giving back. Local Tire and Wheel is thankful for the support of our community, and we're always looking to give back. So in honor of Hunger Awareness Month, Local Tire and Wheel is donating five non-perishable food items to a local food pantry with every purchase made in the month of November. So you get big deals on tires and wheels, and you get to help families in need this holiday season. Local Tire and Wheel has the tires you require and the wheels you desire. And they now offer six months, same as cash. And if you need a longer term, Local Tire and Wheel will build a payment plan to fit your budget. Plus, there's no credit check and everyone gets approved. And they now offer a SEMA. Tires are something that most of us don't budget for, but when we need them, we need them. And Local Tire and Wheel is here to help. And remember, this November, when you buy your tires at Local Tire and Wheel, you're helping the hungry in our community. Six months, same as cash. Payment plans to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. Local Tire and Wheel. 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro. LocalTireandWheel.com And on Facebook, search Local Tire and Wheel Jonesboro. Send your Morticia a dozen beautifully spooky Halloween roses this week from Posey Peddler and we'll include a free large size spooky candle and check out Posey Peddler's Bonehead series with bestseller specialty skulls filled with gorgeous bright blooms. Send a bonehead and we'll include a free spooky candle with that too. Prices have fallen on our pumpkin scents, candles and doormats so don't miss out. It's buy one get one free this week at Posey Peddler and remember all Halloween orders over $100 get a free spooky candle. Posey Peddler at 135 Southwest Drive in Jonesboro and on at PosyPeddler.com. Colson Group USA is the largest manufacturer of caster and wheel products responsible for the most trusted and highest quality mobility solutions available in the world today. Colson Group is looking for qualified individuals to join our team. Colson Group has an opening at their Monette location for a manufacturing engineer with some plastics and injection molding experience. Apply today. Visit our website at ColsonGroupUSA.com and click Careers tab. That's ColsonGroupUSA.com and click Careers tab. Colson Group USA is an equal opportunity Opportunity employer. Hi, this is Jordan Kohler, owner of Roof Raiders. One of the best parts of my job is hearing from our customers. Hey, it's Matt Stoltz, and recently our house needed a new roof. Roof Raiders met with the insurance adjuster, set up a time to come out, and my entire roof was finished in two days. What I thought might be a huge headache was made remarkably easy by the folks at Roof Raiders. Locally owned with fast, reliable service, we're ready to serve your family best. Visit RoofRaiders.com. Roof Raiders, always on top. Roof Raiders works hard to keep a roof over our heads. And when it needs to be repaired, go with the locally owned, five-star rated, and award-winning professionals that cover Northeast Arkansas. I'm talking Roof Raiders. 
Roof Raiders works fast, and they take extra care to make sure every shingle and nail and detail is done right. And Roof Raiders takes the extra step of working with your insurance adjusters on the phone or face-to-face -to, -face to negotiate on your behalf. Call now for a free inspection. 870-919-6085. That's 870-919-6085. Or online at roofraiders.com. This is KNEA K237FI 953 and K245CW 969 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. We've made it an hour through our Tuesday. Kara Ritchie and Ryan James with you. We're doing things just a little bit differently today than, than normal. Typically on Tuesday at 1.30, we check in with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. However, we're going to catch up with him tomorrow. Uh, today at 1.30, we're going to check in with Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley for our A-State Calmer Solutions update. Looking forward to that as the Red Wolves begin their run in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament tomorrow against Old Dominion. So we'll get the scoop on what's been going on with A-State soccer, what to look ahead to, uh, look forward to this week as they get ready to start uh, play in the Sunbelt Tournament. So again, all that comes your way at 1.30 today. In terms of today's KavanaughCars.com question, aside from the obvious answer, which, which is three wins, I want to know what has to happen over the final three games of the A-State football season for you to head into the offseason with an optimistic outlook. What, what would make you happy? Make you look more forward to the 2023 season. So that is the KavanaughCars.com question. It can be something you see on the field. It can be uh, something you see in regards to the signing class, which we'll see in a few five weeks. Any direction you want to go with that. Phone line's open at 930-3776 on the Right Fiber hotline by Ritter Communications. Right Fiber is an internet provider that is different in the good ways. Different in all of the right ways. No contracts, no hidden fees, plus you get unlimited data. You can check and see if it is available for your area at rightfiber.com. Nationally, the big news today is that Steve Nash is out as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. That was, in my opinion, a little bit of a weird hire to begin with due to his, uh, well, non-existent coaching experience. But the Nets went in that direction anyways, and the Nets have been a mess for the past three years for, I mean, no, no fault of Nash's own. To the best of my knowledge, I mean, they seem to be in a mess of their own making. Did Nash contribute to that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It just looks all bad from the outside looking in there in Brooklyn. Uh, but uh, that's the latest national news. Yesterday, the big national news was that Brian Harson had been given the boot at Auburn. And, of course, the news in terms of that yesterday, that was certainly not a surprise that it did happen. In fact, pretty much for all of 2022, 
the thoughts regarding Brian Harson and Auburn were not if, but when. And that when came on Halloween. I hope he didn't dress up and wear a costume for work. That would be a real downer. Get called into the boss's office. You've got on like cat ears and get told you're getting fired. I doubt that would happen because I don't think Brian Harson has a sense of humor. But <laughs> it would it would suck if that is actually how it played out. Not though, not though how it played out. Uh, a lot of the conversation yesterday, of course, was was regarding his his buyout, um, and not just his, which is fifteen million dollars, but his and Gus's and the way those contracts are structured, because you're looking at again Auburn now paying thirty seven million dollars worth of buyouts to coaches in the span of about 23 months. And if I was reading it correctly, the way I interpreted both his and Gus's buyouts is that that money that they get from Auburn is not offset by another job. Like, they get that money, period. A lot of times coaches will, uh, they'll get a buyout, and the buyout will be something along the lines of, you know, basically if they go out and get another job, then... The buyout money will just match what would have been their overall total salary. And then that's why you see coaches go work somewhere for as an analyst for like $20,000 a year so they can still get huge checks from their previous employer. But I don't think that's the situation with, with Harson and Gus's buyout. They get that money, period. Of course, we know that Gus uh, landed quickly at UCF after his job at Auburn. And I would anticipate that Harson is probably still going to have ample opportunities. I saw somebody tweet out earlier, and I apologize, I didn't say the tweet, but ultimately he still won 70% of his games as a head coach. The record at Auburn was not good. The record against the SEC was not good. But there are already openings for teams in the West that would probably be a better fit. And Arizona State comes to mind. And he's had success, obviously, in the Mountain West. So there are definitely still thoughts about uh, or still expectations that he is he is going to land on his feet. He did put out a statement earlier. Following his firing at Auburn, I have not read it all yet. But I'm reading a summary here where Harson admits that he is disappointed that he'll no longer get to be the head coach. Quote, I poured my heart and soul into this program and team. But you can find that uh, statement online. Now, of course, what everybody wants to do next is look ahead and figure out what's next. And I continue to be fascinated that just about wherever you look in terms of odds, that it's Hugh Freeze at the top of the list to replace Harson at Auburn. So basically, you know, former Arkansas State head coach Hugh Freeze is the leader in the clubhouse to replace former Arkansas State head coach Brian Harson at Auburn, who replaced former Arkansas State head coach Gus Malzahn. How is Bruce Pearl looking lately? 
Like, I know his teams are really, really, really good, but is he doing anything shady? Could he get the boot and they could bring in Grant McCaslin? And that way Auburn could just hire all of A-State's one-and-done coaches? That'd be fascinating. But Hugh Freeze, the leader in the clubhouse, according to Bet Online, he is uh, two to one. Are his odds? Lane Kiffin eleven to four. Deion Sanders seven to one. Bringing up the rear, Urban Meyer twenty-five to one. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be interesting to watch this coaching search unfold because there are some schools that that have vacancies right now, and you anticipate that their coaching searches will be. I guess, as normal as a coaching search could possibly be. And then you have other things, other schools, other situations where you know it's just going to get nuts. Auburn's going to get nuts. It absolutely will. And I also think that there are several people on this list for Auburn that what they're going to do, instead of actually showing any, any actual you know, interest in the Auburn job, what they're going to do is, is turn it around and get an extension and or a raise. From their current program. Dr. Craig Stevenson, friend of the program, who is uh, very involved there with uh, anything going on in the state of Alabama. Covers South Alabama, but of course uh, keeps tabs on Auburn and Alabama as well. But he said what he thinks is a lot more likely to happen in terms of a guy like Lane Kiffin, who's on this list, is that he'll use Auburn to get a raise. think some other coaches will as well. But this will be an, an interesting one. An interesting one going on in college athletics and the coaching carousel. Of course, as you would expect, when there is something like that, I've already seen a ton of, of Auburn decommitments, a ton of transfer portal announcements already. So I would anticipate that would, that would continue to happen. Looking elsewhere around uh, college football, you know, there continues to be more fallout from what was an absolutely horrific moment uh, with, with Michigan and Michigan State. You know, if you didn't see that, there was, there was a, um, well, there was an assault. There was an actual assault in the tunnel where Michigan State uh, players hammered a couple of Wolverines and we're, we're swinging helmets. And it's a situation that, you know, if it had happened somewhere out in public as opposed to a football tunnel, it, it would have already resulted in, in criminal charges and arrest. Mel Tucker, of course, the, the head coach there is, has apologized uh, profusely and has already stopped commenting about it because he said he can't because now it's a situation where there are multiple ongoing investigations. Jim Harbaugh, of course, has talked quite a bit about it and said criminal charges ought to follow. It is a ugly, ugly situation and a big black eye there on what happened over the course of the college football weekend. More on college football here in just a moment, but let's go to the Right Fiber Hotline and check in with Miss Lisa. How are you? Well, I'm doing a lot better. Yeah. I'm still got a long way to go, but I'm doing so much better. You know, that's what I called to talk about. We've got some ugly things in college football. Do you think? And I don't know how much, I don't know all the story. I know this morning on Bud's show we talked about what had been played on the phone. But do you think that? Uh, 
Blake Anderson will survive and keep his job. So we actually have not talked about this on the show, so I'm going to do a little bit of, of catch-up here, Miss Lisa, for our listeners that are that are unaware. Um, there was uh, Blake Anderson, and, and I guess maybe, I don't know if it's the uh, the school as well, but there is a former Utah State player that has filed a lawsuit against yeah. Anderson. Uh, basically, he was. This player was at the center of Utah State and the football program's handling of of assault, uh, sexual assault allegations, because yeah. there was a leaked recording that came out last year, and the leaked recording, you know, Blake Anderson uh, said something along the lines of, you know, it's a it's a glamorous time to be a victim, and things like that. He he did not make the greatest of comments the comments got out to the public anderson apologized another person who was there speaking that day was ultimately uh, relieved of their job and then uh this player alleges that what followed was was um retaliation that he was harassed he had his locker broke into he had to leave the program out of fear for his safety so that's getting caught up there in terms of whether or not uh, he keeps his job miss lisa and in terms of your question I don't know because there's been a really interesting development there today in the fact that their AD resigned earlier this morning. So whenever your leadership changes, it's hard to get a a picture on what's going to happen going going forward when somebody who is calling a lot of the shots is is no longer calling the shots. Well, y'all may disagree with me, and if you do, that's fine. But as you get older in life, just a simple, well, I'm sorry, is not very good anymore because it's so easy you know black and and i'm not picking on him i'm just saying mm-hmm. because i like the guy and he went through a lot and uh and he before his wife got sick he put her through a lot let's be honest he he spoke at the touchdown club about it but just to say I'm sorry is so easy. Well, I'm sorry, you know, forget about it. I'm sorry. And, you know, he told this kid, or man now, I guess, well, I'm sorry. And, you know, that just doesn't work anymore. And I I just don't see him being able to keep his job. Now, I may be wrong. Uh, I don't want to see anybody lose their job, but sometimes people back themselves into a hole. But it's it's kind of a mess, isn't it? Yes, it is. It really is, Miss Lisa. And, and honestly, again, I, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward because I... I, I, I'm a little out of the loop with what goes on in, in Logan, Utah. So Well, me too. I just hear it. Sure. You know, I sure. listen all over the state to sports stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And different shows will bring out different stuff and tell you to read this, read that. And, man, alive. It's The more I read and heard, I just, I was kind of shocked that he would say something like that. I mean, he's got a daughter and stepdaughters. 
Yeah. Oh, well. I was, I was very, dis- this original story, you know, came out last year. The original recording came out last year. I was very, very disappointed in his statements at the time. I'm still disappointed in his statements. He apologized for the statements at the time. And then this is kind of the aftermath of, of what happened to the player who recorded um, those conversations. So there's several things to keep in mind, of course, whenever a coach is in, is in any kind of hot water, it's, it's. You know, how does the administration feel about it? How do the fans feel about it just in general? And then how do your bigger boosters feel about it? And if any one of those three is significant, significantly, significantly ticked off, well, then there goes the job. If, if two out of those three are, are ticked off, then you're done. And so it just really depends on how that, that fan base feels. And honest, and let's be honest, Miss Lisa, it depends on what his record will be moving forward this year. If he was having, well, I, I start saying if, if if he's not winning, yeah. that's a good reason to get. But I'll say this: if our coach, and I, I by that I mean Coach Pittman, my coach, mm-hmm. if Coach Pittman said something like that, I I'd be done with him. People say, "Oh no, you wouldn't." Oh yes, I would. I, you know, there's no need of saying stuff like that. But that's me. Well, listen, thank you for taking my call, and y'all have a good day. It's beautiful out here. Thank you. really Lisa. is. Hey, we appreciate the bye. phone call. Bye-bye. Yeah, back to, you know, Blake Anderson for a quick moment. He had a really, really good year last year at Utah State. They won the Mountain West. One of his first games this year, they lost to Weber State, a not very good FCS program. So, that's going to influence public opinion on Anderson's job. It just is. So uh, I tell you what, uh, real quick, do we have time for a real quick phone call here before we go to break? Let's see if we can squeeze in a phone call. Zach's with us. How are you? What's up, Karen? What's good. Up? What's up, man? Not much. Uh, what are y'all talking about here? I guess I've been, I just came out from under my rock here. Who's uh, who's in the who's in the crosshairs of the media now for something like that? It's not in the crosshairs of the media. He's in the crosshairs of a lawsuit, and that's Blake Anderson at Utah State. Lord of mercy. Well, that's what I thought. I heard y'all talking about him. What what's the lawsuit about? What, what's going on? I guess I'm out of the loop here. All right, there was a situation last year where Blake Anderson is, said some things he should not have in regards to uh, sexual assault. He apologized. Okay. He apologized for it at the time. Uh, the the his comments became public because a player recorded them, recorded the the comments, mm-hmm. and so the former player uh, has since alleged that his recordings resulted in him being harassed, having his locker room broken into, and that he had to leave the program out of fear for his own safety. Oh wow! No, I didn't realize all that. I, I remember something been said last year you know and so more more stuff's coming out now huh well this is it's it's nothing more stuff is not necessarily coming out in regards to his comments last year this is this is kind of a got two different situations you had the comments from last year and now you've got the aftermath of the comments yeah it just seems like he's going in a downward spiral right now the way things have went since his wife's passing and then his son's a passing as well, entirely passing as well. You know what I mean? It's a tough stretch. No doubt. 
Anyways, what's the question of the day? And I'll take a break here. Uh, aside from the obvious answer of three wins, what has to happen over the final three games of the A-State football season for you to head in the off season with an optimistic outlook? Um, I'm going to go with the generic answer. I don't know. Okay. See you guys. See you. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a moment here on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Crack screen on your phone or tablet. Oh! It's going to be okay. It happens. Get it fixed up and protected at Cell Phone Station in Jonesboro. For all screen repairs on your smartphone, tablet, iPad, or Apple Watch, call 203-0993. All iPhone screens replaced in 20 minutes. Oh, yes, just 20 minutes to have it back looking like new. While you're there, check out Cell Phone Station's selection of phone and iPad accessories, shock-resistant and waterproof cases, tempered glass screen protectors, chargers, pop sockets, wallet cases, and slim covers for most phone models. Generic outer boxes start at only $25, and they're always buy one, get one free. Come on by. Get your iPhone fixed in just 20 minutes at Cell Phone Station. We buy and sell AT&T, Verizon, and Straight Talk phones, and make sure you ask about our custom engraving and embroidery all done in 20 minutes. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center at the corner of Red Wolf and Highland in Jonesboro near Fuji Steakhouse. Cell Phone Station, home of the 20-minute iPhone repair. Get your iPhone back glass fixed now at Cell Phone Station. Go by for details. At Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway and Paragould and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whenever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood, and helping you is the most important thing we do every day. It's time to get to work for you do-it-yourselfers. Get your outdoor battery-powered power tools now from brands like Steel, Ego, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Craftsman. Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro, and Gazaway Ace on Kings Highway and Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event! Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be. And I don't remember much of what was said at that first AA meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going. I know it works, and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that too. And what I notice about AA is it sort of helps me to relax and learn to really be happy with my sobriety. It's a richer life to live. That's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life, the only good life I've ever known. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up, 
Check your phone book, newspaper, or AA.org. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. Proud to protect. Our proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan with you. Apologies, no, no phone lines uh, open for a moment because not good with time management sometimes. Today is one of those days, so here in just a second, we'll have to go right back to break so uh, we can come back and bring you a chat with A-State soccer coach Brian Dooley. But do you want to throw out the KavanaughCars.com question again, just so you can, you can think about it, have your answer ready for when we do open back up the phone lines. And again, uh, aside from the obvious answer of three wins, what has to happen over the final three games of the A-State football season for you to head into the offseason with an optimistic outlook. Think about it for a moment. Uh, looking elsewhere at some additional news and notes today. I uh, still haven't really had a lot of time to, to dive into um, some Cardinal offseason talk. And a couple of big things have happened with St. Louis. You know, Nolan Arenado did opt in to his contract. Uh, so that is significant there. Of course, uh, I believe the Gold Glove Awards are going to be announced today. The finalist announced, what, 10 days or so ago, something in that neighborhood. So he has an opportunity to go out and win yet another gold glove. I think it would be his 10th already. And uh, he definitely put on a show a lot of times this year at the hot corner. I would anticipate that he's a favorite there. Be curious to see if he is able to haul in another one of those. One more cardinal note, and it is that Albert Pujols did make it official today. He did file his retirement paperwork. Not that that is any surprise. Uh, Yadier Molina has not filed his yet, but that is coming up soon. So both of those guys will be eligible for the Baseball Hall of Fame in the 2028 class. And Albert is a, no doubt, lock first ballot Hall of Famer. So they just got to go through that vote and make it official. Because it is absolutely 1,000% going to happen there's some big trades going on in the nfl we'll see if we can throw that at you today before we get out of here but we do have to step aside because when we come back we'll have our calmer solutions a state update with soccer coach brian dooley right after this on the ticket nobody crunches the numbers like kara take that for data the workday red zone on the ticket radio network A few years ago, a friend of mine was going to town to have lunch with the president of a college that he supported. He was stopped for speeding and the trooper asked for his driver's license and Jim said, I don't have my driver's license, they're in my billfold at home. The trooper asked why his billfold was at home. He said, I'm having lunch with the college president and the last thing you want to take with you is your billfold. Best price, best service. Glenn Sane and God bless our kids. 
great taste of 1812 pizza that you've enjoyed for years in Manila and Jonesboro has made its way to downtown Paragol. That's right. The newest 1812 pizza location is now open at 223 North Pruitt Street in Paragol. And they're bringing the area's best selection of pizzas, sandwiches, and salads with them. Dine in with them downtown or enjoy it at home with carryout. There are now more ways than ever to enjoy 1812 pizza on Ray Street and Hilltop in Jonesboro and now at 223 North Pruitt in downtown Paragol. Eat local with 1812 Pizza Company. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, Kelly, so I need some help. I'm trying to find my wife some new lingerie and some loungewear for her birthday, and i got to be honest, I don't even know where to go and where to start. I know the place. Go to Honey Hush. Honey Hush is a bra and loungewear boutique that has so many bras to choose from. I mean, that's great, but my wife will say she can never find a bra that fits right. Well, they have wired and non-wired bras, bras with extended cup and band sizes, and hard-to-find sizes. Honey Hush offers brands your wife will love, like Notori, Evelyn and Bobby, and Curvy Couture. So I'm guessing she would love Honey Hush. Honey Hush not only carries bras and lingerie, but they have the comfiest loungewear and pajama sets, robes, cardigans, and athletic wear. But what if I don't know my wife's sizes? That's okay. Honey Hush has gift cards. Let her go shopping and pick out exactly what she wants. Honey Hush also offers free fittings. Okay, so this all sounds perfect, and I'm going to head to Honey Hush. Guys, if you're looking for the perfect gift for your girl, head to Honey Hush. 2701 Paula Drive in Jonesboro, or find them on Facebook. Just search Honey Hush. Chris Domine is a husband and a father. Chris is an athlete. Chris is even an Iron Man. But 10 years ago, Chris was facing a very different story because his kidneys were failing. Basically, the doctor said, if you don't get a kidney transplant and if you don't do dialysis, you, you are going to die. Fortunately, Chris received a second chance at life, made possible by an organ donor. You know, your well-being changes from loss of hope to hope to better times ahead. More than 100 million people in America are registered organ, eye, and tissue donors. People of every age and ethnicity because they believe it's the right thing to do. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Pass it on. Today my bank made a big mistake, but I forgave them. My server spilled water on me, but I forgave him. My toddler drew lipstick on the wall. Was I ever mad? It got me thinking. I can forgive my bank and my server, but I'm upset with my own kid? I mean, what's most important here? So, tonight, the two of us are doing lipstick art. On paper, forgiveness is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, where we are bringing you our Calmer Solutions A-State update. A day early as we head, uh, I believe, to Foley, Alabama. Check in with Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley, who's with us on the Riot Fiber Hotline. Coach, how are you? 
I'm well, Kara. Thank you. Hey, are you guys safe and sound in Foley? We are. We got in yesterday. Uh, we checked in the hotel, uh, watched uh, some of the games that we're playing yesterday and had a practice this morning and just getting ready for our game tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. So is the rest of the day a little bit of a, a, a light slate then in terms of just trying to get everybody's game face on ahead of tomorrow? Yeah, we're um, they're doing a little recovery walk. Um, and they'll get a nap and we'll have dinner, and then we'll do some video and preparation tonight and uh, get them in bed early, get them up early, and get ready to play. Well, we'll look at uh, what's ahead here in just a moment, but do want to flash back to what we saw from your squad at the end of the regular season. Great win to close out the year. It was a 1-0 win over South Alabama, who's been uh, you know such a juggernaut in the Sunbelt Conference. How did your team pull off that win in Jonesboro? Well, it's two years in a row we beat them at our place. You know, the way the schedule fell out and the new teams coming in, we were fortunate to get them at our, at our field. You know, and, and home field advantage for us is big. You know, our field's a little bit smaller, so it's, it's a little bit easier to defend. Um, and South Alabama's a team we have to defend. So yeah. we had a really intricate pressure scheme, and, and the kids really paid attention and, and, and applied it really well. And, and we made them real uncomfortable on the ball. And, you know, that was creating counterattacking opportunities for us. And, and that's kind of our bread and butter. And our kids were finding the right lanes. And, and uh, Emma Riley got in and, and made a really great pass to put Darby Stotts in. You know, right, she just broke the line just before being offside and finished off the opportunity. And, and then we hung on for the rest of the match. Your team really flashing back you know more than just to, to last week it seems like this team coach really found its groove right about the the start of Sunbelt conference play what clicked well I think the biggest thing was you know uh, Kayla Thomas who was our grad transfer she came in from Radford and, and she wasn't going to come back for her last year and she went back home to New Zealand so when I saw her name on the portal it was after the deadlines and, and we had to get some waivers and all kinds of things just to get her eligible and then we had some visa issues, so she wasn't here for any of the preseason, essentially, and, and got here, I want to say, just before we played Arkansas. So it took her some time to get acclimated and get you know her, her physical being ready to compete. Mm-hmm. Once she started playing full-time for us, it really helped solidify the back line, gave us more depth that we needed in certain areas, and we just started to flow, and the goals started to happen, and you know, Darby Stotts got hot, got that finishing touch right now where it seems anything she touches goes in <laughs> so you know I'm, I'm hoping that we can keep that going and, and keep scoring with you know with the chances we're creating you I'm glad you brought up if you didn't bring up Darby Stotts I, I was going to six goals I think all all in conference play correct coach just what uh, pretty sure I yeah. mean yeah. what what happens when a player just gets hot like that and and starts to to surge at, at a great time of the year for it you leave her alone and you don't coach her <laughs> you know, it's it's like she's she's always been, you know, she listens and she pays attention and she asks questions and she's energetic and she's she's athletic and she's physical and you know, she can use her right foot, she can use her left foot, she's good in the air. You know, I, I think she's just now starting to feel you know what she can do. Similar to Aaliyah Williamson last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just you know, you're you're playing on instinct and and you're playing with with you know the situations that come in front of you and and your touches are converting to goals. So it's just like keep it rolling, 
keep it flowing and, and try to keep the rhythm. You've talked about, you know, South Alabama already, but but you closed out the season with, with three of the best teams in the league, and the Red Bulls went 2-0-1. So how do you feel like that stretch prepared you for this upcoming tournament run? Well, in the beginning of the year, we were a little bit worried on, on how the game was going to finish and, and knowing that you're going to have to play South Alabama again probably within that week. And and as it stands out right now, our, our first opponent is Old Dominion, who we beat at Old Dominion with the last you know, 28 seconds yeah. to go. Darby scored a goal. And and I, you know, in watching film and playing them, I, I, I rate them probably the, the best team that we've played. Um, they just they haven't gotten the goals. And, and since we beat them, they have two big wins. And, and you know, it's a very difficult game. They're Conference USA champions last year. And I think they're playing soccer at their best level right now. And it's going to be a tall order for us tomorrow against them. And, and if we win that game, it, you know, and South Alabama wins their game against Marshall, here we got to play South Alabama again. You know, so we have to beat two tournament conference champions to get to a championship game. <laughs> so it's 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 a tall order for us, you know, but our kids have always played our best against the best teams. And, you know, I'm I'm excited for the opportunity. I think the kids are really excited and and uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a similar style. Old Dominion dominates the ball uh, as South Alabama. So, you know, if we can defend well and and, and our counterattack dangerous, I think we can beat them again. I mean, this is a this is a tough draw, though, the way that this, this bracket is, is set up for A-State. Not that there's necessarily any slouches in the league, but you've already talked about some of the competition you could face. And, and I know it's a little bit of a, a moot point now, but there was a chance A-State could have won the league and still finished in the same place in, in the bracket where they're in. It's, it's, could that yeah, be tweaked was, moving forward? It was one of those, it was one of those things that, um, you know, in, in the coaching meeting, Last year, we had the in-person coaches meeting, and, and we were discussing how we want to try to get the schedule with the four new teams and, and how it all balances. And we wanted to have an East and a West division. Since everyone doesn't play everyone, it made sense. And, you know, we wanted to have a champion for each division. However, the Sun Belt doesn't recognize it. You don't get a trophy or anything for it. Mm-hmm. But we went ahead with that anyway, and we felt that if that was going to be the one and two seeds in the tournament, that only the conference, I'm sorry, only the division games should count. So we all agreed, you know, and, and we knew that the, the scenario of somebody not doing as well in division, winning their crossovers and getting big wins could overtake the number one seed, and that's kind of what happened <laughs> with us, you know, and, and we, we won all of our crossovers and we didn't do as well in division. So that's why you know we had that chance to win the overall league we were four minutes away yeah you know if, if georgia state held on for four more minutes we would have been the regular season champion for the third year in a row and still be the third seed you know and kind of same thing happened to us last year you know with louisiana monroe was having an unbelievable season and they ended up having to forfeit a whole bunch of games and then they dropped in the bracket and they fell into our bracket and that's you know they took us out so not going to be much different you know we're, we're going to have to beat good teams to be a champion and, and we feel that, that we're ready for it coach brian dooley here with us on the right fiber hotline uh i personally thought it was kind of interesting we'll use the word interesting that there were no red wolves selected all conference do you have any <laughs> thoughts on that <laughs> yeah um 
certainly disappointed. Uh, I think you know, the kids haven't mentioned anything about it, but I'm sure it's eaten at them a little bit, you know, and, and I, I don't understand it. You know, I, I, I talked to a few of the people here at the conference um, last night that were here at the games, and mm-hmm. you know, just nobody has an answer. You know, it's like yeah. there's not enough accountability, I think, in the voting. You know, is it coaches or is it SID people doing the voting? Um, and, you know, people sometimes will have a strategy to vote to try to favor their own players, and, and we just kind of fell short on all of those things, which really isn't fair. Uh, we have kids that deserve that recognition, you know. So, so my my feeling is we want to put kids on the all tournament team, and mm-hmm. if we do that, that means we're successful. Coach, uh, are you going to be healthy heading into this tournament run? Yeah, I'm feeling great. No, the, the, <laughs> is, uh, is your team going to be team. healthy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're 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 healthy. We're ready to go. You know, we've, we've been fortunate this year considering all the problems we had last year. Um, it's just crazy how things like that can happen. You know, it's it's, it's a matter of bad luck sometimes because yeah. we do everything right. You know, the kids are in the weight room doing what they're supposed to do. You know, we're monitoring kids so we're not overloading them. And I think we're in the best spot we've been all year. So looking ahead again, this tournament run starts off tomorrow against Old Dominion, a team that A-State played and beat uh, just uh, 12 days ago at ODU. The final there was, was one to nothing. So to start off this tournament run strong with, with a win, is it just as simple as repeating what you did two weeks ago, or what do you have to do tomorrow to be successful? Well, I'm sure that they've watched film and that they've made some adjustments. You know, they're, they're, as I mentioned previously, they're a team that likes to dominate the ball, but they play quickly. They play with a purpose. And I think you know defensively, if if we have our our matchups right and our covering and, and all that, we'll we'll put ourselves in the best position to defend them. Uh, and then the counterattack is is going to be critical for us tomorrow, I think. And if we can get behind them, I think we'll finish. Uh, you know, I think that the goalkeeper for them uh, could be a little bit vulnerable at times. So we want to make sure we put pressure on her. If we have opportunities for corner kicks and free kicks, I think that might come down to uh, how the game is won. Well, Coach, we look forward to watching you in action, uh, watching the Red Wolves in action tomorrow and uh, keeping tabs on on this tournament run. Thank you for the time today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Coach Dooley. Again, Arkansas State soccer coach Brian Dooley there with us on the Right Fiber Hotline. Uh, Our A-State update brought to you by Calmer Solutions. We take care of technology so you can take care of business. I like Coach Dooley. Got a little bit of that dry humor. Ask him if he's feeling healthy. <laughs> I, I thought it was implied that I was talking about the team, but uh, but that's okay. Uh, we always appreciate the time. Always appreciate those visits. Again, it's going to be 11 o'clock uh, tomorrow when Arkansas State is on the pitch. And uh, all of these games are going to be streaming on ESPN+. Plus. So it's going to be the three-seed Red Wolves taking on six-seed Old Dominion. If Arkansas State is able to advance there, then the next game would be played on Friday. So no game on Thursday. It would be Friday. Uh, the semifinals and A-State would take on the winner of South Alabama and Marshall, which is going to be South Alabama, let's be honest. Uh, if the Red Wolves get a win there, then the championship matchup is going to be Sunday at 1. And, of course, they could play any mixture of, of Georgia Southern, Georgia State, James Madison, or Texas State uh, in that scenario. But, uh, again, uh, the time, keep an eye on tomorrow, 11 a.m., A-State, ODU. 
So, of course, we'll have updates during tomorrow's Workday Red Zone. But tell you what, we need to step aside, take our last break of the day. We'll come back, open up the phone lines one more time, and call it a wrap here on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Keep the phone that you're so thankful for protected at Cell Phone Station. iPhone screen repairs are 20 minutes or less, and all accessories are buy one, get one free all the time. Needing a custom gift idea for the upcoming holidays? Ask about their embroidery and engraving options. Cell Phone Station in the Highland Shopping Center near Fuji Steakhouse. NEA Golf Cars reminds you the next spring will be here before you know it. And when it arrives, make sure you're making your way around the course in a sweet ride from NEA Golf Cars. And you can book yours now by calling 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars is home to all the top brands, including the industry-leading Onward by Club Car, plus a large selection of used carts, and all the parts and accessories to make sure your cart looks and runs its very best. Visit NEAGolfCars.com or call 870-236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. You've got your season tickets, your tailgate plans lined out, and now you need the most important part of A-State game day, what you're going to wear. Unique Inc. is your game day gear headquarters with licensed Red Wolves apparel, accessories, and so much more. They've got hats, jackets, tumblers, blankets, everything you need for a winning season. They're just right up the road from campus, so stop by to browse their boutique collection today. When you think A-State game day, think Unique Inc. 1320 Red Wolf Boulevard in Jonesboro. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best of the best six years in a row. You may not be thinking about putting up Christmas lights right now, but you need to. Why? Because don't you remember your husband falling off the ladder, shocking himself, getting all the lights up and half of them didn't work? The stress? The worry? Get ahead of the decorating by calling Mojo Lawn Care and go ahead and have them put you down for their Christmas light service. Get on Mojo Lawn Care's schedule for closer to the holidays so they're not totally booked up when you're ready to get decorated. Mojo Lawn Care hangs lights, wraps trees and shrubs, hangs large wreaths. They even get on the peaks of your roof line and then they can store your lights and decorations for next year. Mojo Lawn Care will decorate your house so great for Christmas that the Griswolds would be jealous. Don't get left out. I know Christmas is a long way away. Or is it? Call Mojo Lawn Care today and make sure you're on the nice list by getting on their schedule when you're ready. 870-219-3446. That's 870-219-3446. And visit christmaslightsofjonesboro.com. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. (laughs) You're going to be a wonderful mom. And I can't wait to be a grandpa. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. I struggled to connect with almost everyone and preferred being alone. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. In fact, I called Jim first with the news about my granddaughter, Lizzie. Hey, Jim, I'm going to be a grandfather. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, let's get together and celebrate. Well, as long as you're not grilling. My pride was my armor but I didn't know it then. I couldn't put it in the words. I was sad, was scared, I felt alone. I didn't know how to reach out, so I hid behind anger and silence. 
But then I decided to listen to Jim and I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. We are the 25%. That's a quarter of all Americans, over 61 million people with a disability. And we want a world where everyone is 100% included, just like you. Easter Seals Disability Services. We are the 25.org. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Homestretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Tuesday. Last call on the KavanaughCars.com question. What has to happen down the stretch for the A-State football season for you to head into the offseason with an optimistic outlook? Now, that's aside from three wins because that would be the obvious answer. Like, if A-State gets a win over UMass, okay, great. That should happen. They get a win over Texas State, okay. You know, Texas State has been a program that struggled for a while. That's, that would not necessarily be surprising. And whatever, Troy would probably raise some eyebrows since there are several people right now who believe that they're the best team in the Sun Belt this year. Now, could things be different four weeks from now? Of course. That would raise some eyebrows. I know that would certainly make me feel optimistic. But aside from that, I just personally, I, I, there's a couple things that I need to see to feel optimistic heading into the offseason. One is that the, the defense continues to, to be able to maintain. This defense is a touchdown better than it was in 2021. Just want to see them stay the course. Want to see a couple playmakers emerge. Want to see a couple of the young guys step up. Offensively, there's just got to be some kind of traction. Something. Something that happens. Where this defense is better. Something to where it is not so one-dimensional. Something to where it can convert more than two third downs in a contest. Something to where it shows that uh, it's a, an offense that can play a complete four quarters. Some kind of side of life. Additionally, if I'm making a checklist, and why not? Because I've already started with the things I want to see. I want to see right at the tail end of the offseason a couple more commits or right at the tail of the regular season, excuse me, a couple more uh, commits for A-State football, and then a strong signing class. A-State has 17 guys committed, and while there have been a couple of decommitments, I don't necessarily consider those to be surprising decommitments. One of the guys who decommitted, decommitted after he got an offer from Alabama. The other guy who decommitted was his teammate. So we have not seen any, you know, earth-shattering decommitments yet in this class of 2023. So just hold on, continue to hold on to the guys that are that are still uh, still committed, and then of course add other players based on immediate need via the portal and junior college. Nine three zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in the last word on that. Uh, coaching news still continues today to be a big topic. Again, yesterday it was Brian Harson out at, at at Auburn. Today it's the NBA, where the Nets have parted ways with Steve Nash. There are some places that say it was mutual. Some places that say you got fired. It really doesn't matter. Is that uh, that franchise is just a mess, a mess right now. 
There are, of course, already significant rumors about who could be next, and that includes Udoka, who was, well, I guess still technically with the Celtics, although he's suspended this year. So that is the latest news from the NBA. Udoka, perhaps, maybe, possibly, to the Nets. Of course, another NBA action. Grizzlies kind of fell flat last night at, at Utah. And big game from Ja, but not really a lot doing for anybody else. And before anybody tries to panic about a 4-3 and three start for the Memphis Grizzlies after they went out and, and lost two, they're at Utah in back-to-back games. This was a team that didn't necessarily start incredibly strong last year. I mean, I, I honestly forgot that the Grizzlies were 9-10 and 10 in their first 19 games last season. And then, of course, we saw how they finished. Also, this is obviously a team that is that is not complete right now. They do not have Zaire Williams. And they do not have Jaron Jackson Jr. So if if they get their roster complete and they're still having games like they had last night at Utah, well then yeah, you panic then. But right now, just keep on keeping on. And we'll see how these Grizzlies bounce back on Wednesday at Portland. Uh, additional news going on in the NFL. A lot of trades going on today in the NFL. Just to hit some of the news before we get out of here. The Broncos... Excuse me, the Dolphins have traded for Broncos linebacker Chubb. Uh, Bradley Chubb is is now going to be there in Miami. Additionally, the Steelers have sent their wide receiver Claypool to the Bears. The Lions have sent Tyden Hawkinson to the Vikings. I think there are some additional things going on as well. A lot of news. <laughs> A lot of news coming out from the NFL today. A lot of teams already making moves. So busy day. Busy day in the pro sports world. Of course, things to look ahead to tonight. Uh, the Gold Glove announcement will come out at some point in time today. I'm sorry, I don't know the exact time there. We will see Game 3 of the World Series tonight after it was uh, wiped out last night due to inclement weather. But the series now shifts to Philly with these teams tied up one win apiece. First pitch at 7.03 on Fox. Also tonight... We got some college football. That's right. It's Maction that gets underway. Now that the calendar is flipped to November, uh, we are we are in a stretch where it is football wall-to-wall. In fact, you flash back to, I think, last Wednesday, maybe started a stretch of 27 or 28 straight days with football on TV, whether that was college or the pros. But tonight you can watch Powerhouse Ball State play at other Powerhouse Kent State. At 6 o'clock on ESPNU or at 6.30 on ESPN2, you can watch Powerhouse Buffalo at Powerhouse Ohio. That actually, that second game might be okay. Both of those teams are 5-3. and three. So that might be a fun fun one tonight in the MAC. Maybe I'm trying to talk myself into it. I don't know. I'm, I'll, it's, it's Tuesday. Why not watch some football or some baseball or whatever else you can, you can find? That is going to be... Uh, What's going on? We'll see. We'll see how much we talk about Maction tomorrow. I tell you one thing we will talk about tomorrow. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, will be joining us at 1.30. Appreciate him adjusting his schedule this week. But we'll catch up with him tomorrow ahead of Arkansas State men's basketball. 
exhibition opener against Voorhees College. So a lot coming up tomorrow that we will be looking forward to, but we appreciate you spending time with us today. And, of course, thank you for the calls, the comments, the texts, the tweets. Also a big thank you to A-State soccer coach Brian Dooley, who joined us earlier. If you missed that chat, we'll have it up later for you at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. Dan Patrick is on the way next, followed by The Drive with Cade Carlton. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7 a.m. RWRC Radio comes your way with JC at 10. And the Workday Red Zone will be back tomorrow at noon. So for Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Cannot wait to talk to you then. Have a great day.